I'm Felina. And I'm Summer. And you are listening to Broke and Broken. <laughs> because we're both. The podcast about living your best life by getting real. Hey, broken people. This is Summer. And this is Felina. So today we have Carmen. So Carmen, <laughs> tell us a little about yourself, your background. Well, I'm, Tul- I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, by way of Pawnee, Oklahoma. I am of Pawnee and Miami descent. My mother's Pawnee and my father is Miami Indian. I'm double rolled. There were a few years where some people were able to do that. And um, I am a business owner. I'm a single female sole proprietor business owner here in Tulsa, as well as a young teacher, an advocate and activist, and also a podcast host and a variety of other things. <laughs> so um, in my lifetime, I have been an addict. I have been a sex worker. I have been all kinds of things that identify with a lot of people that they don't really like to be out about. I'm very out about that. I'm a bisexual woman. I am a Native American woman. And um, an Aboriginal American is how I identify. Mm-hmm. And um, I identify as gender fluid, um, leaning towards the femininity most of the time, but a lot of the time <laughs> I do lean towards the gender of masculine. So um, that's that's my story of who, who I am. Um, and I try to stand for what's right, and I try to stand for what's good, no matter how crappy it feels sometimes. I like it. I like you. You're like, you You know who you are, and I love it. It makes me really happy. Very much. Yeah. That, Thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, and, like, I'm sure that it took a lot of struggles, just like it does with anybody, to, like, learn and be comfortable and confident in who they truly are. And, uh with dealing with so many, um, let's say not mainstream (laughs) issues that have always been the subject of, of shame. I'm imagine you've probably, uh, overcome a lot. They're pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for identifying that. Thank you for, for giving me that vindication. Definitely. Definitely a lot of judgment. Definitely a lot of uh, judgment. (laughs) Judgment, stigma that I didn't expect to come from a community of punk rock, a community of, um, you know, younger people at the time of my age. I'm 37 now. And um, as am I. At that time, it was just like a, you're a prostitute. And I was a dominatrix. So it was a kind of odd and it really i say it doesn't matter what kind of work you're doing if you're in the sex work industry it is just a complete stigma and it is a complete you know you've lost everything you're on drugs you're doing it for other reasons out of necessity and it's like no i just i'm just decent at this and uh, it's not my chosen lifestyle that's something i like to make sure people understand whenever you, you know tell them what i do and then um it does not intersect with my waxing business or anything else that i do it was just a job choice to Sounding kind of blurred. Okay. Okay. You said you went. You said you went to cosmetology school. Yes, I did. I went. went, I put myself through cosmetology school with a Pell grant and the uh, free application for federal student aid through FAFSA. I got a Pell grant and the rest of my money I paid off myself. I really didn't have to go through a lot of loans or anything like that. Um, I went through the Creek Nation had a youth program that went up to 21 years of age, and I was right there at the cutoff in um, 99, 2000, 
and I, it's basically a program, I don't think they still have it anymore, but it was a program where I was paid um, minimum wage per hour I went to school so that I wouldn't be um, doing terrible, horrible things like dominatrixing after school, <laughs> um, and I chose to go ahead and do that and double up, so you know. they didn't, you don't really put that on a tax form, I think you do now, but back then you didn't in the pre-Y2K times, so yeah, yeah, thanks for, thanks for recognizing that, it was a really tough journey and a tough way to come out about that, now that the stigmas against sex workers and the stigma against what it is is so prevalent and so much, so much more, so much more toxic. It is. I, I like to think that maybe there are more allies this time and like... Then, you know, in the 90s, you know, whenever, because I'm 37 too, and I grew up then too, and like, I remember, uh, you know, having friends who, you know, and I wasn't dealing with the same issues, but I remember recognizing friends, uh, you know, judging others for those types of things, and just, I, I mean, I was like super sexually active and explorative from a very young age, and I never really felt bad about it. I never it. I only felt bad about it when other people right. judged me for it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, As you should not feel bad about it. Right. right, but I just remember that era of judgment. <laughs> that was the nineties. <laughs> there was no like. There was a subculture. There was not this continual mixed <laughs> um, tan and and and. Um, it just—it just wasn't. It, it, it was a different time. I hate when people say that. Usually, to defend racist bullshit, but it was. It was a very different time. Um, people had to get really personal. The internet was very young. Um, yeah, it was very yeah, less, think, a lot less intrusive. Oh my gosh, I think you just like hit the nail on the head for me as to why I don't like to go home. Mm-hmm. It's like frozen in time. Same. And, like, I don't want to go back to that judgmental environment. And I, I sort of got out, like, PTSD from, like, I'll go home and I just, like, immediately feel like I'm in high school again and I can't handle it. And I, that's why I only stay there for, like, a day or two. <laughs> right. Well, most of the people who are still there peaked in high school. So, <laughs> even interacting with them, it feels like high school. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Did you guys watch Sharp Objects, the HBO special? They have yes. I identified with her so much because she was so just important of going back to her old town as being recognized as the girl that went to the big city. Watch Sharp Objects, ladies out there. It's a great show. Oh, no, uh, I haven't seen it. You need to oh, watch it. It's fantastic. I, I loved her Wind Gap. Love it. Very, very similar ideas. Like, oh, she's the girl that ran off and went to you know this and that and did this and that and lived all, the, all over. And she's married several times. And I've got every mark against me I can have. We're losing like, you again. I think you're getting too far from your phone. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is my my native. There uh, you I, are. <laughs> am I am I being picked up here? Yeah, yeah, you're fine we got now. you now. <laughs> okay, um, I'm going old school podcast style, and I'm in my bathtub. So you guys should just let me know if that's better or worse. <laughs> I want to be in my bathtub right now so bad. <laughs> it's the best thing. Well, not like in the bath because that would be odd. But hey, I, I would do it. I actually did give an interview to a journalist while taking a bath one time. Props, respect, I'm salute. Like, I only That's have so wonderful. many minutes in the day. If this, this is the time you can call me, and I had to multitask. <laughs> you know, 
Summer, we need to figure out how to do this when we're not physically in the same room so that we can have like a <laughs> bathtub podcast where yes. we're all in the bathtub. Yes. Everybody. Well, there's no reason we can't. Right? I love you just it. turn it on speakerphone and put yeah. it on the microphone. I'm really, I'm really into this idea, guys. Yes. Okay. Did you guys like, I'm like, apparently I watch a lot of TV, but I'm like, did you guys watch Girls, specifically HBO TV? And like, they were always in the bath together. And I was like, why don't real people do that normally? Like, that's, maybe that was, that was like, like the, 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 the <laughs> utopian feminine show for everyone. But either way, I was like, I noticed there was a lot of co-bathing without, without creepy sexualness or anything. <laughs> You're right. There was. podcast about my podcast is about um women of color talking openly and honestly about sex and dating and love and that little whole heart oh i want to be on your show i have all sorts of things to it say about great. that and I'm, I'm very excited i'm a mexican woman Yay! So, uh yeah i would i have a, a whole unique experience with being fetishized uh, mm-hmm. as a hispanic right. woman too so i would love to uh but anyway i'm inviting myself on your show now you, you should every Super week we have, every, every week. Right. every other week we have a different woman of color and i call it walk talks w hashtag w-o-c-t-a-l-k-s and we just try to talk we locker talk um i kind of modeled my um my idea off of the way that Trump's pussy grabbing Billy Bush talk was was given as just men talking to one another, and it's just so we can get as raunchy and crazy and you know talk about the most taboo stuff in the world, and we can talk have a little bit of um, it's kind of a spoof on that because I thought that was the most BS excuse in the world was oh they're just talking they're locker talking they're talking yeah let's hear what women have to say yeah here speak up just a tiny bit more we're losing you again Oh, I am live. into this, dude. And so people will yes. go and comment, and then you are answering and doing the interactive thing. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> My, I am right, yeah, everything gets the entire audience is who asks our questions. We have our primary topic, and then we go way off topic. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. All right, well, I'm inviting myself on your show. Um, Can't wait. So you just let me know about that. I sure will. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just 
Selena and friends now. Soon. <laughs> well, I have a band called Felina in the Fields, so. Uh, I love play. it. Um, okay, wait. Love- this is not you interviewing me, though. I can feel you <laughs> trying to interview me. It's <laughs> my nature. That's her personality. Me too. <laughs> Get the, the dueling personality there. I love it's it. It's my journalistic self. I can't help it. I'm just but I want to learn more about you first, and then you can okay. learn more about okay. me when I'm on your show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's my turn. Um, so, okay, so how... I think the idea, I was going to ask you how, uh, what inspired the podcast, but you, you, uh, went right into that. That was great. Um, now I can't remember. I got stoned before we did this. I always get stoned. I always do too. And so, stoned right now. Yeah, I'm super I mean, stoned right now. Yeah, we're great. Uh, right. uh, I'm also in a lot of pain. Dang it. So h- how long were you a dominatrix? Yes. Thanks. I was a dominatrix so collectively. Now I will be one tonight for the correct price. Like, honestly, tonight, honestly tonight, I've never played hello. a dom, the, the dom Let's, role, but you, you know, if you're, if someone is offering to pay, I can make it no, up. I'm, I'm dead serious. I mean, every, it's not illegal. It's not right. sexual touch. It's not for me. It's not that. Right. And yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I'm taking offers, and uh, it's kind of an upbeat thing. No, I'm joking. I am retired from the business. The business got a little crazy in Tulsa, Oklahoma, at least okay. in the late. Uh, early 2000s, late 90s, I started about 1998, mm-hmm. and it's really early, and I, I started at 17, when I probably should have been a little older, maybe, like, sure. older. Right. and um, I, I started, it was not uh, touch, it was not anything other than disciplinary touch from me, mm-hmm. and people often ask me, oh my god, what happened, what would you do, I have so many questions, and my first thing I just tell them is, well, first off, let's get this out of the way. They can't look me in the eye, let alone from anywhere beyond that. That yeah. goes out of the spectrum of our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, me and the, 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 let's call it the, the, the trick, as it were. That mm-hmm. is, um, let's go like old pimps, guys. Let's start. <laughs> the trick is going to, not, they don't have any access to me. I mean, unless they're going to turn all the way to Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which can happen. Mm-hmm. which I was very well prepared for. Um, but I, I was always obviously the one in control. That's what I'm getting paid to do. These people are getting are, are, are pretty much filling out a mountain of paperwork in the 90s. There wasn't this, like, internet, you know, you can sign things across an email. and uh, So I would have to have, like, a checking, a check from a dual account with the person, things like that. I would do things very, very slyly, but very um, cushioned for myself. Mm-hmm. So there was never any risk for me. If I were to be set for it, people were like, oh, she's scared of the cops. And I was like, a little bit. It was more conservative than it had been twisted into something more. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I paid attention to the laws. Uh, I said things got a little weird. The, the S&M society got a little bloodletty and piercy, um, if you will, back then. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I stayed away from all that stuff. I'm very um, bloodborne contaminant, and I was raised around um, people with HIV and things like that. And I was just like, whoa. That's beyond my limits. Right. Like, fluid bonding of any kind was beyond my limits. I didn't do strap-on training. I didn't do any kind of things like that. It was just bondage and discipline and a lot of humiliation. And that's, that came easily for some reason to me for the, the patriarchy. <laughs> it's your talent. <laughs> and it's exactly what you would think it is. It's the guys with the suits and the wives and the... Uh, it is. You know what I mean? The affluence to tell people what to do all day, and oh, yeah. then, yeah. 
so they're they repressed. Yeah. They're repressed uh, and reverse roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super easy. Lots of people are repressed. You guys can ask as many questions about this as you want. I'm really open about it. Um, like I'm I sit back, all that kind of stuff is interesting to people, and they don't want to ask me because they don't think it'll offend me. So just open oh, door I'm not worried about offending you. No, I, 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 I had only met her a couple of times in person, and I went. I did this wedding. I officiated this wedding, and she was part of the wedding party. And I had to wear, you know, those um, wireless mics. Uh huh. Well, you know, I had nowhere on my clothes I could hook the battery except my bra. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. Carmen won't freak out when I ask her to do this. I'm like, do you mind if I take my top off and put this microphone on? I'm like, I'm used to people taking their bottoms off. I'm a Brazilian bikini waxer by trade now. And a yoga teacher to take myself down from the stress of salon. And so that's like, literally, I'm like, oh, I'm used to the bottom coming off. It's no big deal. I want to have a whole thing on mom bods. I don't know why this popped okay. into my brain, but like, I like it. just talking about a Brazilian, I was like, okay, like I had a child and I had to have a C-section and because she was footling breech and also there's a whole issue on forced C-sections and rush births. Right. 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 Yes. But anyway, I had to have a C-section and I have this like, they call it like a mom pouch. I mean, it's mm, just like, right. you know, flap of skin that like flaps over the scar from, uh, and like, yeah. you know, I just like, will have forever have that tummy right there. And like women are so embarrassed by it. And I'm just like wearing a bikini. I don't care. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't, you know, we need to have a photo shoot on that. And I've, but I've always shied away from getting a Brazilian. Cause I'm like, I don't want anybody to see my mom pouch. <laughs> You guys, okay, so I have only bonus kids from an old relationship, but I want to tell you guys a fun mom pouch, because mine's not a C-section, like 60 to 70% of my clientele that are female, maybe more than that, have C-scars. It's just a a thing. It's just a thing, and I'm I'm really with you on the fourth C-section. My dad was of the 1955 first, first, you know, round of them. And we've been sickly people ever since then. Right? Been... Yeah. It's Anyhow, terrible. we'll talk about the microbath yeah. thing and all that stuff later. <laughs> we could go on anyway. and on. Well, what is it that I, I'm trying to figure out something to ask about the Dom thing because you were talking about asking questions. And I guess, I think I, I'm, what I'm trying to come up with in my mind is what do most people not understand or know about Dom? Because I feel like I know. Absolutely. I know so quite like, a bit more about it, so I'm like blank for, right. for questions, but I realize most people don't because the questions that I hear about it clearly demonstrate people don't even understand what dogs do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I probably sure. don't know. Like, yeah. Absolutely. It's the best question. No, that's a great one. Um, dogs are obviously, of, there's, a, there's a S&M, there's sadomasochism. Right. Dogs would be of the, I think it's kind of a wide spectrum of words, but of the sadist, you would be the person that wants to inflict control and pain, you want to have discipline, you are the disciplinarian, there is a person that is a voluntary, it is a consensual only act. Anything that is not consensual is illegal or it is rape. So that is to get out of the way. The person that would seek me as a professional, because like I said, this is not my lifestyle. I do not enjoy being a dominant person necessarily, and especially like I would be at a fetish show on my own time. Mm-hmm. That's like I'm in a library. Like, not to be cute, 
say whatever you want. Okay. Your, <laughs> no your, rules. Your, your, your vagina up for, for, for a leather-bound man to do whatever to. And you're getting paid for that. And well, I, that's and, kind and, of the and, opposite. And, 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 I have a website. I even... So there wasn't a business really in Tulsa, and I don't want to take a bunch of credit or anything, but I had to pretty much, like, make an industry okay. to myself. So therefore, I got a web creator to to help me in this endeavor that was a sub that didn't really, I didn't even have to trade. It was just like I was there when he was doing this, this stuff, and I was telling him what to do, lightly, just like you would a person, a friend that was helping you. But this guy was not my personal friend. We didn't have any personal friendly attachments. Another dog that introduced me to him. Okay. Um, shout out to Mistress Alexa. She was kind of my, 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 my tutor, if you will, or my mentor. Uh-huh. And he introduced me to the guy that built her site and we built what was known as the, uh, it was, it was a very tall, I just can't remember the whole name and I don't think it's up anymore. But, um, we would have lunches at, um, Frank's Country in a large country diner, not diner, but a, um, an all-you-can-eat buffet, mm-hmm. um, a, a real, not where you'd think a lot of people from the S&M community would be, <laughs> just a very, very country, they have a, they have a specifically all-meat bar in one of the areas, we're losing you, hello, uh, it was a real, a real redneck place, if you will, let's say that, okay. but um, the misconception was, I got, okay, so I, I had recently broken up with this guy that, um, would never have approved of any of this stuff. Rich parents couldn't have fathomed it. Really vanilla person, like, but pushed me around and had a speech impediment and couldn't order his own food. And I think that uh, relationship gave me a lot of, a lot of really great fuel to put men down and be really. I had a really, I had a catalog of things that I could just, I could humiliate a person, and I can't. I can still like cut people down. It's a it's a God-given talent um, that probably came from a lot of um, just traumatic bullshit. Mm-hmm. And so I am really good. I can battle rap in my different parts of my life. Um, so my verbal skills at telling someone, don't fucking look me in the eye. How dare you? How fucking do What gives you the goddamn right? I can switch it on and off and look someone yes. right in the eye like a dog. I tell them. Sounds like it's so much fun. So, <laughs> so do you give John workshops? Yeah. Yeah. I want oh, to do I, this. I would, but there's no amount of money you can teach a, teach a bitch to fish, as it were. And, I mean, but there's, it's the same as my waxing. There's no amount of money someone can pay me to teach them the art of making you comfortable with a C-section laying on my table. Sure. And right. But, okay, so back to the dog stuff. I had uh, the voice that kind of set the boat the physically abusive boyfriend that was that was few and far between but he was very very um very <sighs> docile all the time stutter very 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 a lot of people when i told them he would push 
bands, um, parents were preachers and stuff, hmm. and adopted a lot of, there were white kids and they were all um, adopted by this family, all of them were different families and things, and this guy was really married a Native girl, no, no, not pointing anybody out, tell you are, and um, he confronted me and was like, what, and this was of course on an instant message at the time, and he was like, what are you even doing with your life, you're better than this, okay. and I was like, well, <laughs> and I was like, um, how do you even know about that? And he was like, well, your ex-boyfriend's been going around with your website printed out. And I was like, oh, oh boy, all the pictures of me and like fat gear and stuff, which during my sessions, I wouldn't have to really do that. It was like plain clothes, yoga pants nowadays, you know, but back then it was like, whatever you have on, just do yeah. this. They're not paying for you to dress up. It's a very real time thing. So, and we just did it with a baby monitor. Um, let's, okay, so back to that one friend. I, he, the guy, gets, the friend confronted me, and I just was like, I don't, if you think, and he goes, well, what about CBT? And I was like, that's an acronym for clock and bullet torture. Mm-hmm. And if a person wants to have their penis and testicles harassed with safety pin, or safety pin, maybe so in other people's lives, but that's not mine. But if it was like, uh, what is it, clothes pins, and things like that, and... You know, just, just, just harassment or whatever you want to say, smacking or whatever, uh-huh. um, stretchings and not like, you know, nothing that's going to permanently injure anyone, maim anyone, or that's also, I use a Hippocratic oath with mine where I'm not going to maim anyone, yeah. I'm not going to draw blood from anyone. Yeah, no, that seems <laughs> unsafe and probably borders uh, illegality. It does, it does. And if the guy works, you okay, so here everybody's like, so anyway, uh, my best friend, who I will say is still my, got two guy best friends, my roommate who lives here that summer's met, and um, he's awesome. And then my other best friend, shout out to uh, Josie Records in Tulsa, he works there. And at the, other t- at the time this happened in the 90s, 2000, what you can't area, he had the boyfriend walk into the record store he worked at then. And... He was like, oh my gosh, look, 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 look. And I don't want to make fun of someone, but this is like probably verbatim. At what I found of Kuka Carmen on the internet. And he's my friend, who's just this really introverted guy, but the guy that works at the record store. He's to be a huge asshole. It's great. Like, I love the guy so much. And uh, he knows who he is. He's <laughs> this. And most of 12 minutes we're talking about if you hear this. Um, he was like, hey, and he asked me, he wears really big kind of pop bottle glasses, as our parents would say. And uh, he, he goes, hey, let me see that. And he like asked it, you know, like to see it up close and to read it. And he was like, oh my gosh. He kind of like starts looking down and reading this. And as he's reading, he grabs the top two sides and rips it down the middle and was like, fuck you, man. You call yourself a fucking feminist? You tear up every bikini kill album you've got? Burn all your Discord shit, asshole, because this is my friend. 
other questions that are unrelated to uh, the sex uh, industry, I, I yeah. wanted to ask you. Okay, so you said you were a business owner. What business, yes, I am. What business do you own? I own Carmen Studios Incorporated. We are a, well, actually, I'm LLC. Um, I am a waxer, skincare expert. I okay. also have a degree from the best year institute in Washington. That is for natural food specialist. So I do herbalism. Oh, my God. I want to come and see you. <laughs> I, just, I, I can do recommendations. Okay. Can, I'm coming to see you. Okay. I actually... So, so I'm so going to be in Tulsa uh, next month. Uh, I'm, Sweet. I'm going on tour. I, I'm a musician. And yeah. going on tour. And I'm playing for the first time in Tulsa at Blackbird on Pearl. I, I know. know right where it is and I know the people. Yeah, great. Okay, well, we're hooking up. We'll be there. <laughs> okay. This is we're doing it. Yes. All right, future questions. not like I'm hurrying you. I'm just saying, like, I'm ready. Like, so anyway, that was the story of, like, my, like, finding out who my friends are, mm-hmm. and I'm still friends with the terror upper and the fuck you. I still know the guy that is um, my old boyfriend, and um, I, I just, I, I would love to say that they're recovered, but he's never come to me and been like, hey, I'm sorry for what I did to you. I'm sorry I hit you. I'm sorry, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, but I'm short of that, we're, we're good. So things can, can heal. Things mm-hmm. can heal. Okay. Um, they really can. They really can. And I certainly, certainly, for everyone's sake, and I'm involved, hope that everything is healed with that person. And um, if it's not, if they get to know for it, they have a wonderful life. So certainly hope she takes their ground. But um, during that time, it just felt like um, my family knew. And my family was ironically very cool about it. And very, they knew my boundaries. And they knew we were always very open about sex and about, you know, birth control and all that stuff in my family's household. And even my grandmother, people, like, I don't, I didn't want to rub it in my grandmother's face, but I'm very sure she knew what I did did not involve a nine-to-five job. Mm-hmm. And my fishnets and black boots and things like that were definitely, like, you know, grandma wasn't done. So right. let's just, let's say, but my parents very much knew what I was doing. They lived less than a block away from the house that I performed within. Mm-hmm. I did go an entrance from a dungeon within my house, okay. which was my and that is just so 90s and so dangerous, stupid, stupid, you know, like, uh-huh. but it's the 90s. And, right. you know, that you've got like 10 guy friends playing video games with the other side of a big monitor listening to you and laughing. And they get a little kickback of the cash and some pot, you know, or whatever. I mean, it wasn't like all that. I mean, you know, some tobaccos and things. <laughs> So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a fear ever. I was, I never once felt in danger. Never, ever. One time, I would love to tell you I got beat up. I had something terrible happen. Oh, no, never we're glad you didn't. Nope. <laughs> Nada. Nothing. Nothing. But I think it's important Nothing. for people to understand that, too, is they, you know, there's been such a stigma of about sex work. And even now, um, in in the media and you know at some of these conferences I go to where I'm speaking about like missing and murdered indigenous women they use the term trafficking interchangeably with sex work and it is not the same thing it is consensual sex work and we've got to stop grouping those together because they're not the same and the level of danger is different I think that falls under the the harm reduction uh, ladder runs Mm -hmm. of um if we can define 
is rural America. And I mean, I come from rural America, yes. but like, it's just, it's a challenge. It's not a problem. It's a challenge. And I, you know, I think over time we're getting at the issue. Like I was saying earlier, I think like dealing with shit now and being more of a unique individual and, and owning who you are is easier than it was in the 90s because we have more allies now. Um, right, right. And we have words and we have definitions. And, and we so have... there is progress, even if it doesn't appear that way on the surface, you know, i.e. our Oval Office. But like... Right. <laughs> but our resources like are greater. I feel like that's um, actually a symptom of that, right? Because it's the pushback. Oh yeah, it's no. He's just prompting. He's prompting uh, more allies to be born, too. You know, right? Hopefully, right. I agree. I, he is there. I mean, it forces people to uh, create communities and come together. And whenever we do that, then we're more powerful. Yes. And and we have to put smart people who are organized and uh, capable. Of, you know, we have to recognize people for their strengths mm-hmm. and recognize our own weaknesses and create allies that help us be more well-rounded. And that's why I like working with women a lot. That's just the way we think. And I think it's, I don't know. It's time for a change from the male yeah. perspective, the strict male perspective in, in the White House. There's right. Just well, you be... know, there's the thing about the sex strike, the whole sex strike um, oh, yeah. idea. And my question was, wait a second, why are you fucking these men that support this or tolerate it in the first place? Because that's your first yeah, mistake. First, don't marry Absolutely. those Divorce them now. Well, that... How long you been married to them? I don't care how many Leave kids you them. got with them. Get the fuck away from them. Yeah. Don't judge. <laughs> because they are not a safe person to have in your life if they because they do not respect you as a human being so don't get away from them depriving yourself of sex so that they can't have any to prove a point is not going to do a fucking thing also like like i like sex that's punishing me that's stupid exactly (laughs) i I have no reason to deprive myself yeah you know to prove a point you wouldn't know i like sex since i haven't had any lately but I used to. I used to really like She's sex. She's like, I think I remember what that was like. It's been a while. Sorry. Sidetrack. Side note. Can't remember the last time. Oh, I mean, no. I can't. It's been a while. And it wasn't even like, like, I can't remember. It's been a while. <sighs> okay. Anyway, continue. Should Sorry. we have a Get Felina Wayne <laughs> I mean... I mean, if She's it's like, going to be live, left camera, you know, I never get asked out on dates. It's because I sing nasty lines in my songs. Like, I don't need a man tonight as a chorus. Literally a chorus. I feel like it filters out the guys you don't want around anyway. So you be yes. I'm, to... I'm so with you on that one. I'm yes. like, where's a challenge? Nobody's out for a challenge? Day. Fuck you wieners then. Right? Exactly. <laughs> Come on. We're the real men. <laughs> so, I love it. So like the women sassy. Right? Talking back and arguing with you. That's the kind of man. That's the kind of man she needs. <laughs> He's going to put up with my shit. <laughs> 
So you mentioned harm reduction. So before we wrap, as we're wrapping up here, could you kind of mention the um, the project you're working on out there? Oh, yes. Well, here in Tulsa, we are working all over the country. There are harm reduction. Look it up if you need to. Go Google it. Um, harm reduction is the idea of taking away the things that can cause trauma before they cause said trauma. Um, surrounding harm reduction, the main part I work in is sexual harm reduction, as well as um, intravenous harm reduction, and then I work in Narcan training. Naloxone Narcan is a specific opiate blocker that you can use during an actual full-on opiate overdose. We have an opiate crisis going on in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. We are uh, pushing yep. it forward to sue Pharmaceuticals. Oh my god. The story behind... Why are you so great, Carmen? <laughs> I totally yes, love it. Oh my god. Go look up the family, the Sackler family. There's one family behind Purdue Pharmaceuticals. This whole... They didn't give out... I need to talk to you. Just those people. The doctors can't even be okay. held accountable. Sorry. There's, there's plenty of them that are doctor death shelter. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I the keep people. interrupting you, but I'm going to keep doing it because I will okay, lose my train of thought. Get, get harder, don't you know? So, <laughs> I'm trying to take away the harm from these potentially harmful situations. <laughs> actually. Hey, Carmen. Yes. Uh... I am super interested in this because my mom passed away due to an uh, opioid overdose. And Thank you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Uh, I'm a huge cannabis advocate and have invested in cannabis yes. companies and I'm working on getting into cannabis law. I'm a lawyer. And Wonderful. So, like, I, I want to talk to you about all this more uh, because I want, I'm working on writing and actually I'm going to be podcasting about my mom's uh, yes. battle with opioids and, and how it was you. all uh, prescribed to her and just, I mean, so I would really want to talk to you about that more. Oh yeah, we're going to, we'll definitely we talk about that. We need to talk offline very soon. And, yeah. uh, and I, do, I'm, I do street medic training and things like that so that people can have access to naloxone. It is available for free without a prescription at any pharmacy. Um, participating so oh my God. Walgreens. We have apps on for your phone. We oh. have muscular or it's like an EpiPen you can use and we make packets that have up to five doses you can use up to ten doses on an, a person that is unresponsive on opiates um, naloxone we also send out um, the big new word in drugs and in mm-hmm. things of use is fentanyl. Fentanyl is being put into any kind of drug that can be quote unquote cut or can be stretched out. Prince was found dead because of pills that Prince not some bum burden on the street, but fucking prints thought were Percocets. And it was just a good enough pill press that the person um, wasn't, it it was was, was indeterminate. If you couldn't determine whether or not they were regular quote-unquote Percocets from the company or they had had fentanyl in them, and they did, he OD'd on that. And we have um, test strips that we give out completely free of charge. You can cut them up to make them many, many, many test Well, hey, Carmen, I am going to have to cut you short because we've got another interview. (laughs) But uh, thank you so much. This was awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, If you need to do a little short thing, it's just that uh, condoms are to sexual health or sexual safety as clean needles 
R2 harm reduction and R2 um, keeping people safe from bloodborne pathogens. Okay. All so, right. Excellent. All right. Well, way. we will talk thank to you. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Thank you. Thank I'm going to be talking to you very soon. We'll be fully in touch after this. Yes. Thank you guys for listening in, and I appreciate it. I am uh, Carmen White Eagle on Facebook. And if you send a message with your request, I will approve you. Thank you so much for having me on here, Summer and Felina. I can't wait to meet you at the uh, show later on. Yes. <laughs> All awesome. right. I will talk to you ladies soon unless you need anything else. Nope. Nope. That's it. Thanks, Carmen. Signing off from Tulsa. Bye. Peace. Bye. You can contact the podcast at BrokeBrokenPodcast at gmail.com. The Broken Broken Podcast can be found on Twitter at BrokeBrokenShow, on Instagram and Facebook at BrokeBrokenPodcast.